Double M on the X. Joining me now to talk Steelers and Penguins from DKPittsburghSports.com. He is Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan, tell me why the Steelers shouldn't fire Tomlin. Give me the pros and cons. Uh, I mean, you. how much time do you have? I mean, there's there's lots on both sides. Well, well uh, would you fire him? G- give me Give me what you would do and why. I wouldn't fire him. If I'd be looking at firing the coordinators, both of them. That's slapping uh, a butterfly stitch on a gunshot wound. Well, you asked a question. I'm trying to give you an answer. I'm trying to help uh, you have he a better is, answer. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's a guy who's gotten results in the regular season. Obviously, nobody can can dispute that. It feels like and looks like over the last three or four years, in particular. Uh, that as the season has gone on, uh, the team has gotten worse uh, and bottoming out, most unfortunately, in the playoffs against Jacksonville and now Cleveland. Um, that's not a particularly good look. I, I, I don't see the Steelers as being a team that lacks motivation. When I think about a head coach's role uh, in the National Football League, I think primarily about motivation. I look at coordinators as being the ones – who dictates strategy, who dictates uh, I, I, I got to cut you off. I, I got to cut you off. Ben's the real offensive coordinator. Tomlin's the real defensive coordinator. I mean, who are we kidding? Uh, that's, you know, that's that's not looking at the way the actual playbook is put together. Really? Who, I mean, call, who, call, who called the defenses on Sunday? No one knows that, Mark. I yeah, saw they, Gary Dulac. You know what? Let's move on well, to hockey because this is getting nowhere. Uh, the Penguins open up tonight at Philadelphia. Uh, where do you see them finishing in the division? Uh, I could see them. I could see them being a team that's third and fourth. Are you going to cut me off on this one too, or am I allowed to answer this one? Let's see how you do. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I could see them being third and fourth, and the principal reason for that, Mark, is that I, I like what they have on their top six. I really like their depth on defense, but the number one thing that I'm seeing right now as I look at the rest of the East Division is the goaltending. If Tristan Jari can be the goaltender that he was last season, and that actually might be asking a lot. I don't know that people realize how good he was within the context of the Oh, he was better than Matt Murray and should have been the starter from the midseason Yeah, but that's all we talk about, Mark, is how he was related to relative to Murray. Well, right. It's different result, when you're the number one, when you're the guy, which he's never been before. Yeah, it is. But he became the number one, and 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 I understand he's not going to have a parachute to pull here. But I also saw that this kid came in and took this job by force, and he ended up being uh, in the top ten in the NHL in save percentage, goals against average, shutouts across the board. He was a top ten goalie in the NHL. Now go within that. And look at the rest of those guys who are in that top ten and see how many of them are in the East Division. And you're talking about the two guys in Boston, you know, Tukarask and Yaroslav Halak, and you're talking about the kid right here in Philadelphia and Carter Hart. That's it. Otherwise, it was Jari. So if you have what the Penguins have and they go along with Mike Sullivan's system and they focus on defense first, everybody always talks about the Penguins and goals, goals, goals. Sullivan doesn't. You know that. This team had its success early last season when they clamped down defensively. 
It wasn't until the stars started coming back and then everybody was kind of like, eh, we'll just do our thing. Uh, that's the thing that's got to get eradicated from this team more than anything else. I agree, and that, that that's easier said than done. Now, what what about this matchup tonight? Because I think Philly's the best team in the division, but I think the Penguins wow, really? match up better with the Flyers than they do with Washington and Boston. You think the Flyers are better than the Islanders and Bruins, really? Yes. Wow, okay. They've got a ton um, of depth up yeah, front. I- you just talked about their goaltender. Yeah, I mean, they have, they have the goaltender. I don't know what else they have. When I look at the Flyers, and the reason it's surprising coming from you is that I know we're on the same page with this one specific thought about the Flyers, and that is that they continue to over-rely on Claude Giroux and Jakub Voracek. And until they don't do that, I'm not seeing any great, oh, shall we say, passing of the baton here in Philadelphia. Well, yeah, that, you know? I wrote that uh, today in... In, in actually said my monologue, if Giroux and Voracek continue to fade as they did last year, Voracek only had 12 yeah, goals and that? Giroux was under a point per game for the first time in a long time, then they could be in trouble. But but I just like their no, depth up next? front who, who, and their goaltending. Okay, but look at this Philadelphia roster and tell me who's next. Travis Konechny looked like a house on fire coming out of one season and then just completely vanished. Yeah, Couturier's I mean, real who's good. next? Couturier's real good. Uh, Co- yeah, but Couturier's not, he's not exactly a kid either. Uh, you know, and neither is He's JVR. Not exactly I, I just don't... ancient either, uh, and and plus he plays a big defensive role. I mean, it's tight. I mean, I think between the top five, mm-hmm. I don't think the Islanders can finish first, but I think they could finish fourth or fifth. I think the other yeah. top five teams are, are going to finish first through fifth somewhere in there. And it's yeah, close. I mean that's what uh, that that's what uh, the, the the team that's the wild card, and I don't mean that in a literal sense. I mean it in the figurative one. Is well, there is no wild card, so that's good. Yeah, they are the Rangers. I, I think that you just don't know what you're going to get from them. But they would have to arrive uh, early. I think they're a playoff team next year. But they they kind of did, Mark. They kind of did. Eh, I don't know about that. I mean, they they were they're way ahead of schedule with what they what they already achieved last season. Artemi Panarin having an MVP uh, level year. Uh, Mika Zibanejad. If Capo Kaka, the the number two overall pick from the previous draft, rises up. At any at a level anywhere close to Alexi Lafreniere, that's going to be a terrific team. The Rangers have, especially since they've, with all due respect, you know, don't feel obligated to send Henrik Lundqvist out there every third day because of you know some obligation to the past. Uh, I, I I don't know this 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 Penguins team. I don't see the real holes and the flaws in it. You know. I just don't. Well, I think well, now let me stop you there. Produce. I'm not crazy about the bottom six. I think it's going to score pathetically little, and he's only one guy. But I'm worried about Cody Cece. I think he could be the new Jack Johnson. He could be, but he also doesn't have to play. I mean, when you're defense core, neither did Jack. Deep, neither did Jack. But uh, you know, you know, the, the alternatives now are pretty clear, and they're right in your face every day at practice uh, with with Chad Ruedel, Yuso Ricola. And and maybe at some point Pierre Olivier Joseph. I, I just I don't look at this team and, and see significant flaws. The, you know, you mentioned the third and fourth lines here, but how many goals do you want to get out of Brandon Tanev? He usually will put together in, in a regular length season. He'll come up with ten or twelve. Jankowski's done that in Calgary. Uh, I mean, you know how I feel about Sam Lafferty. Uh, it's, yeah, you, you think know, he's Teddy way Blue better than I do. Before. I know that, but I also like a lot about Teddy Bluger, and so do you. So I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from that you don't think. Well, no, no. I think I think they got some good players. I think Teddy Bluger is a great fourth line center. I just don't yes. think the bottom six 
is going to score. Uh, we're talking today, John Kovacevic, here on 105.9 The X. He's brought to us by your neighborhood Ford stores. Uh, what has to happen for the Penguins to be a legit Stanley Cup contender? Emphasis on that word, legit. Well, I mean, there's there's the Captain Obvious answer to that, and that's that Sid and Gino have to be Sid and Gino, meaning not Sid and Gino from the Montreal uh, playoff round, but Sid and Gino from you know the, the the better part of last regular season. Um, there's there's no doubt in my mind that they've got support this year. We've had all kinds of questions in recent years about you know who do they have on their wings and everything else. You know, Sid's going out there with Jake, and I guess theoretically Kasperi Kapanen. Um, you know, Gino's going out there with Brian Rust and, and Jason Zucker, two really good wingers. Uh, these guys should be able to create. Beyond that, they need to figure out the power play. That, to me, is number one, Mark. Well, yeah, that, that to me is number one because that's a way of making up yep. for it if the bottom six doesn't score. Yeah, And I'm it, optimistic it, it, it because so Rust is more. a good guy for that left half wall because he'll keep it simple and he's right-handed. And I think Todd Reardon... Uh, will be much more creative with the power play than we've seen in recent years. He, that seems to be the indication I've gotten from being at camp uh, is, is that they feel good about the different things that he's trying. Jason Zucker talked about it, and, and that, that, that he's not afraid to try different things. He's listening to ideas, but he's got a ton of his own. Uh, I really liked hearing the latter part because I'm also kind of tired of seeing, you know, Sid and Gino have their thing, you know, on the power play, and they kind of just stay where they want to stay. Uh, if you brought well, in they, they somebody still, to they fix still your might power do that, play, Dejan. If they, if you brought in somebody to fix your power play, you might as well listen to them at least for a little while. Uh, are the three stars still very top level stars? How much will they produce at this point in their careers? Oh, I mean, I think you're still talking about really productive players. You know, Evgeny Malkin led the NHL in points per points per game last season. Number one, you know, uh, Sid was, yeah, no, no, I, I know what he did, but he is 34. Sid is 33. <clears throat> and, and I think they need each to have very big seasons at ages 34 and 33. And I'm sorry, how can you not wonder at least? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look around, look around the NHL and see guys that are performing really well, even into their later thirties. Uh, I don't think it's unthinkable, particularly guys, um, you know, who keep themselves in in great shape and are driven. Oh yeah, but some uh, are up and down. Look at look are. at Taves' days. John Taves had a great year last year. Unfortunately, he's ill right now and not ready to start mm-hmm. the season. He was great last year, but for a couple seasons before that, he disappeared. With age, can come inconsistency, <clears throat> and sometimes that's at best. Yeah, and and, and for a great player, for a truly great player. Uh, it can also have a take a mental toll because you're used to being a great player as opposed to a very good one, and it's not seen as acceptable, and you start questioning yourself on a lot of levels. Uh, I just don't see that with these two. I don't see it as being an issue that'll hit them this season. Uh, I, I do look around the league and I see guys, you know, like a Patrice Bergeron, uh, you know, Joe Thornton's in his 40s, and he's still an impactful player. And again, these are very different types of players, so the comparison's kind of eh, you know. But you you do see it around the NHL. The important thing is that with both Sid and Gino is that they've both, especially Gino last year, found a way to mature their games. You know, without losing their own identity, but they. Found oh, I a think way they've always finish. matured their games. Uh... I think Sid, Gino's Sid made made uh, bigger progress in that regard recently. I think Sid's yeah. always done that. 
Yes, Sid's always done it. Sid's always found something to work on, something to add to his arsenal. Uh, but for Gino, last year was kind of a catharsis for him. And I, I think he, he was able to push his way uh, through that process early on, right off the bat, start of the season, uh, regain Mike Sullivan's trust, and then just take it from there. I want to go back to the Steelers for a second, even though your early opinions on Tomlin were bordering on insanity. Totally invalid. Uh, yes. yeah, totally invalid, yes. Why does nobody besides me seem to think the Steelers' culture and focus are a problem? How can you not think focus is a problem when you trail a, a six-point underdog at home 28 nothing after one quarter? Yeah, I, I think that there, there's there's absolutely a problem. I think the problem, when you, when you talk about culture, you're always just talking about the dancing and the social media stuff. And there's no, 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 no. I think, that, that. I think that's the symptom. I think the, the, the result of having a culture that, that, that not only emboldens, that not only permits that but emboldens it is how you fall behind 28 nothing after a quarter to an underdog at home. Well, I'm not sure that I would use that quarter as the greatest example. I mean, Marquee how about, how about the first quarter against Jacksonville culture. four years ago? That, that was, was twenty-one different. nothing. How about how about yeah, three that, straight collapses at the end of the season? Okay, but you're I the mean, one that brought up the first quarter against Cleveland. You know what, Dejan? There's no anything. shortage of a barometer when it comes to this particular subject. I understand that, but the first quarter against Cleveland was your worst possible example. I mean, it was Ben throwing three picks and Marquis snapping the ball into the end zone. Yeah, and the you defense know, played great, too. The issue. defense was terrific. No, the defense was, was deeply disappointing. But, again, I think if you just reduce Maybe we should go back to the Penguins. To a, uh, if you just reduce this to a culture thing, you're... you're oh, no, no, you're no, 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 no. I'm not, no, but, but believe me, nobody really has wrong. a better... Nobody in town has a better grip on what's happening than me. With the Steelers, that, and, there are no other. There's nothing else wrong with the Steelers, Mark. You're right. No, no, no. It's you're putting words in my mouth. If you listen to this show, you would be much There's more well informed than not talking like you're talking now. Are you uh, okay with them being 32nd in the NFL in rushing? Uh, Is that no, right? I'm not. I'm not okay with with uh, with AB Junior Junior going on TikTok 24 hours later and berating the team that just kicked their ass. Okay, there's any number of problems yeah, it's absurd, here. But people it just, act like people act like game. all the media who carries the water for the Steelers act like the focus is no problem at all. We just got to figure and it out. We'll be good next year. And Dejan, I can't wait till they suck next year. I can't wait. I'm too messing they about. It. I'm crazy with they glee might. right now. <laughs> they might, but they also. They, I also don't think they will with that defense. Really, how many games do you think they'll win? I mean, it's a little early in the process for season predictions, wouldn't you say? No, I'm good with it. How many games do you think they'll win? You know, I don't know. If you went back with this roster and presuming that they would make some of the changes that I hope they would make, I still think you're looking at about a 9 or a 10 win team. Okay, we're I never really talking do. football again. That's Deshaun. Goodbye. 105.9 The X.